wait, 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 wait. This is just the A-Team with Raptors. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cancelled Movie Report, the documentary podcast series where we talk about all the best movies that Hollywood never made. My name is Cambo and I am your host, but joining me as always is actor and comedian Eden Porter. Well, thank you for having me, Cambo. You're very welcome. And we are in part two of our Cancelled Movie Report for Jurassic Park 4. So if you haven't listened to part one, make sure you do that first. But if you don't quite remember it like you should, here is a little recap. To Nick Harris. He's an unemployed soldier of fortune. And a new company took over the park, Grendel Corporation. Grendel International claimed to have restored equilibrium. So I go to the island, I bring this can of DNA back to you. So we're now on the original island. Yeah. Then out comes Sergio. He tells Nick they only want the can. It's very good we find you before the dinosaurs do. Then a raptor lunges out of jail. Oh yeah, things kick up pretty quickly. He's pulled inside the helicopter and he sees everyone wearing the same security uniforms as before. He comes to a cafe, he hands the owner the Barbasol can, he says, I'll be back to pick this up later. This time Nick opens his eyes not to the sound of a helicopter, but to the sound of yodeling. We are now in the Swiss Alps. A souvenir from our cleanup effort on Isla Nublar. Maya Lundberg. She's described as a woman in a lab coat and that they're currently uh, stimulating the part of the brain that controls rage and aggression. So they've amped up the rage and aggression through this little box on its head. Come, we'll show you what we're working on. But as they're leaving, Maya slips a piece of paper into Nick's hand. It says on it, do not give them the embryos. And now, let's get back into the film. So now, we're back. And we've got another training exercise they want to present to Nick. So now, we're on a mountain pass. We're out of the, into the Swiss Alps, basically. Yeah, They've got mercenaries in a 4x4 outside. Um, Mayer and Sherman sit in the modified Humvee with monitors all sort of set up, right? They shout out, everyone ready? Bring them out. Then out comes two of the Dinonychuses, X2 and X3. Yeah, And on their sides, they're fitted with little, uh, little boxes. boxes yep. And they've also got little mounted cameras on them as well. <laughs> yeah. Sherman explains that raptors already have super sensitive smell, hearing, power, and that pack hunting mentality that they have. But they wanted to also splice in some other genes as well. So... They've given them longer arms and fingers and gives them more dexterity from the um, the Orneolithincus. Yeah. yeah, I don't envy you having to pronounce all of yeah. these, by the way. <laughs> they're, they're, that's, um, that's an egg-eating raptor, sort of, and it had long fingers to get inside the eggs right. to, like, eat it out. Yeah, um, They also got DNA from um, the domestic dog Ooh. that fosters obedience and training. Um, they put DNA of chameleons so they could... Camouflage, which again is very similar to Jurassic World. Yeah, a lot of this is. Yeah. Um, And then they gave them, and they just say this straight off the bat, they gave them some DNA from humans (laughs) to increase their problem-solving abilities. So straight up, that's not a reveal. It's just like, oh, yeah, there's humans. Yeah, they just throw it in. Just throw it in there, mate. Yeah, so I'm I'm seeing a lot of similar, like, I mean, these aren't raptors, but essentially they are raptors. Yes, correct. But Jurassic World had an element of domesticating and training raptors Uh, for military procedure. Exactly right. Exactly right, and and then the the other dinosaur in Jurassic World, they were split. It's like they've taken the ideas but split them in slightly yeah. into two films. Yeah, so Nick looks at these beasts and he hopes that they've got a leash on them. Um, <laughs> yeah, Maya yells at the raptors. Okay, we're starting the uh, operation. She tells them to move forward. The raptors start walking ahead forward. 
Uh, Joyce then hands Nick a red armband, explaining that it releases some pheromones that the raptors have been trained to avoid. Mm, so keep that. Yeah, yeah. Keep that on. Um, they make their way down the mountain pass, and as a unit, um, they're sort of all walking down. The four drives are behind them. Suddenly, gunshots rain out. The raptors rush off into the trees and leap onto a fake bunker that is firing blank bullets. Uh, they leap inside and just <laughs> rip it to shreds, like claw it all out, smash it all up. Um, Joyce asks Sherman to shut them down, and after some resistance from the raptors, they're given a burst of serotonin as a reward, and they eventually calm down and return back to base. Nick realises the full extent of the program. They are building the ultimate soldiers. Shock troopers, SWAT teams, special forces. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is legit, mate. I've always had... Go on, I've got a point. <laughs> they return to the base to find another enclosure with a young Dionychus X5. He's being tasered by this uh, one of the guards in there called uh, Zuzus. He's a sadistic mercenary. He's, uh, he's attached a harness to the Dionychus and he's uh, periodically shocking it. Maya is uh, furious, telling him to leave X5 alone. She enters the cage, keeping eye contact with X5, and she slowly removes the harness. Mm. X5 sort of sniffs at her, and then it sort of backs off. Yeah. So is X5 perhaps like the blue of no, this movie? No, like sympathetic. no, okay. no. I'll stop you there. No. <laughs> Uh, she works off. She walks off frustrated um, about the treatment of her animals. Nick asks, "How many of these things do you even have?" Joyce replies, "Not enough, and that's why we need the embryos you stole from us. Our creatures—they're all sterile. We want to start a breeding program, and we need your help. So get us that can, and we can double your profit." Nick looks at the raptors. He looks at Joyce. I'll think about it. You know what I like about Nick? What he seems to just roll. With everything. <laughs> yeah, like like really he was sitting it. at a bar, to be clear. He's sitting at a bar and a guy came up. He's like, yeah. got a job for you. He's like, yeah, fair enough. And then he goes, <laughs> he goes and meets Hammond. Hammond's oh, like, yeah, I, yeah. I guess I'm going to send you to Jurassic Park to get this thing. He's like, yeah. cool. Yeah, cool. Whatever. And then he, he, he gets chased through Jurassic Park and then he gets kidnapped by these people. And then like we're trading dinosaurs. He's like, hmm, interesting. Like, yeah, he just seems to fine. roll with it. It's amazing. It's amazing. So now they've gone back to the compound and now it's dinner time. Courage, intelligence, the so-called killer instinct. These are qualities I've always looked for in my employees. But it is the rare to find them all in the same individual. So I think, why not give nature a helping hand? The human DNA we use in the Deinonychus came from Baron Von Drax. Now that you mention it, I can see a resemblance. We created our worries from only the finest ingredients. So you're telling me you can combine behavioral attributes like you're making some sort of cake. At the moment, we can narrow them down to a certain section of the chain. It is possible that other less desirable traits might hitchhike, so to speak, and end up as part of the organism. We created our worries from only the finest ingredients, but this mix gives you something greater than its parts. They are full of hybrid vigor, like the Swiss. Yes, but the Swiss aren't sterile. I am the 23rd Baron Von Drax, Mr. Harris. I assure you, we are not. Look, in the Second World War, there was a program to train sea lions to place magnetic mines on enemy ships. Tireless swimmers, able to stay under without oxygen tanks. Did they blow anything up? Well, mostly fishing boats. They couldn't pass up a meal. 
We are training our animals not to eat what they kill. That's been the most difficult instinct to modify so far. So? The embryos are on their way, young. Mr. Harris is still considering our offer. Consider it quickly, Mr. Harris. Patience is not part of my genetic heritage. Interesting. So, and time. I wonder if that is supposed to be like a throwback to the original Jurassic Park. There is the dinner scene where they discuss kind of like the morality of what creating dinosaurs in, yep. in that one and this one. It's like modifying dinosaurs. Um, it doesn't have the same like intellectual punch no, as that one. Not it, at it all. Doesn't doesn't have the rant. You know, you yeah, you packed up. You put on a <laughs> blood <laughs> boss. It is. You're selling it. Yeah. You're selling it. You're <laughs> um, so. They're at dinner. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the morality. Do, do you notice the guy's name's Baron von Drax? Yeah, yeah, Baron von Drax. Yes. Okay, is, and is that supposed to be a reference to something historical or something from the Jurassic series? No, not at all. Do you know why he's called Drax? Why is that? Because <laughs> a lovely screenwriter knows that Steven Spielberg is a big fan of James Bond. And Drax is the name of one of the villains from Moonraker. Oh. And so he put that in. So trying to help Stephen get across the line yeah, to be like, yeah, hey, we've got a homage to uh, James Bond. Yeah, no, because Stephen Spielberg always wanted to direct a James Bond Correct. movie and he couldn't, therefore Indiana Jones was born. But Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm, Which we talked about up. last episode. <laughs> there we go. Everything comes back around. <laughs> um, so they've had dinner. Nick knows what they're in for. He sneaks out of his room at night. Um, he's making his way around the walls of the castle and yep. then he sees Maya sitting in an old catapult. Could send you right over the moat wall on this thing, if you'd like. I may take you up on that. Well, that's not the Grendel International spirit I'm hearing. Had a few setbacks today. So how does one even get to be a dinosaur trainer? Oh, I got my doctorate in behavioral science. Did some field work with wolves in the north of Canada till well, the grant money started drying up. And then there aren't many practical applications. So I took a job with the circus. The circus? Yes, in the ring with the whip and the chair, pushing the big cats through their routine. Then there was a certain trapeze artist I wanted to get away from. So when I was approached for this job, I... You you knew what you were getting into? For my 15th birthday, my father promised to take me to the opening at Jurassic Park. I've still got the ticket. When I'd heard I'd be working with animals that used to be extinct... Well, I didn't ask too many questions about what they were going to be trained for. When you were in that cage this morning, how did you know that thing wouldn't attack you? When a wolf pack works a herd of elk, they'll single out the weakest, an orphan juvenile, an older adult on its last legs, and they look it straight in the eye. There's a conversation of death that goes between them, hunter and prey, almost an understanding. I've seen the rest of the herd continue to graze peacefully, while one of the number is set upon and killed. Twenty yards away, there is this grisly murder and they keep chewing grass because they know it's not their turn. So you just looked it right in the eye and you could tell. She's a bit of a hypnotist, Armaya, but she doesn't really approve of our goals here. Wild animals should not... First of all, they're not wild, they're bioengineered. We created them. And like any other weaponized organism, their effectiveness depends on the skill of those who deploy them. Like any good soldier, 
Hey, Nick. Well, good soldiers actually care what side they're on, Joyce. Oh, we're on the side of the angels here. And who's this meant to be? She's the little girl whose life you're going to save. Moral quandary. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, who is this girl? That's right. There's a girl involved. So, we find out they're back in this strategy room and uh, Joyce basically explains that there's a group calling themselves the North African Liberation Front and they've kidnapped the daughter of a wealthy businessman to extort him for ransom money. So they've got a week to rescue the girl before the exchange of money. After that, they say they're going to kill her. Then Joyce explains that they could actually go in with Dionychus, extract the girl, yeah? Yeah, okay. Without using guns or anything like that. So it sounds simple enough. But they need Nick to run some sort of dino boot camp. <laughs> but it's a quick question then. How do they stop the Dionychus just ripping this girl to shreds? Ah, well, you see, there's things that they've put in place at the dino boot camp that we're just going to get into. That uh, okay, will stop okay. That so they have thing. considered this. Oh, yes. So this is, this is where it gets amazing, okay? Because what proceeds now is, mm. what, what do you think is going to happen a right montage, now? montage, right? Big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm expecting like uh, the military show, like, ding, 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 ding. So going to a military training yeah. montage with dinosaurs. Yeah. So basically they've got, they've got Nick sending the raptors through their paces. <laughs> he, he starts off by naming them. I'm just picturing... Like raptors lined up in front of their bunks, and he's walking like um, uh, Full Metal Jacket yeah. style, taking that, uh, yeah. t- tucking that blanket, <laughs> raptor. But because they are soldiers now, he's named them all. Yeah. So we've got Spartacus, Achilles, Hector, Perseus, and Aresius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the yeah. big five. Yeah. Before so, the Battle of Troy, really. Well, yeah. exactly. So um, no more X one, X five, or whatever like that. So one of the training exercises they do, they've set up this dark room. One of them, they've got a whole bunch of uh, items in the room. One of them is little girl Isabel's teddy bear, yeah, as well as a few okay. other different yep. items. Yep. They flip a switch and the sounds of gunfire and flashes start hitting. Spartacus rushes into the room, sniffs the air with all this going on. He then walks over to the teddy bear and gently picks it up and then backs out of the room. He's congratulated with a hit of serotonin. Ooh, so they're, they're doing the, serotonin. Yeah, so it's always serot- always comes back to serotonin, yeah. mate. So they're Doesn't ser- everything, though, in a way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're drugging him. Um, the raptors then, we cut to the raptors. You're going to love this. They're running an obstacle course. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, what are they doing? Yeah, Push-ups, but yeah, not, they're not far off. So they've got a... Does he have a... Does, uh, does Nick have a whistle? <laughs> yeah, and a I stopwatch. I want, like, the chair. He's wearing, like, sweatpants. <laughs> You're never going to make varsity with these times. <laughs> um, they're training for regionals. <laughs> so they're on the balance beam. They've got a two-meter wall uh, stone tower that they're jumping up. Um, they're hurdling a trench that is on fire. Um, then they come to a minefield, a mini minefield, right? They've set that up, and their heightened sense lets them smell where the mines Ooh. are, and they weave through there. I don't mind that. Yeah. So then they've got another one. They've got yeah, they've got a bunch of um, Isabel's clothes sort of on the ground, and they let the raptors sort of sniff them. As they sniff, they're giving a hit of oxytocin, which is in um, in males. It sort of reduces infanticide, 
um, which is them killing their own young, mm-hmm. and um, promotes uh, parental behavior. Ooh. So it's like the daddy drug, as they say. Then they have, so then the final test they do, they set up a fake house, yeah? So the raptors uh, are then placed. With- How long do they have? To rescue They've got a the week. Scale. They've got a week. This is a big montage, mate. It's a big montage. They're doing a lot in a week. Yeah, big time. The Raptors are set up with body armor now, and they've all got the cameras attached to them. <laughs> so they approach the fake house. Uh, Mayor points to a, a meter. So they're looking at their sort of radio waves and stuff, and they realize that they're using ultrasound to communicate with each other. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, something that kind of came through in Jurassic Park 3, right? Yeah, when they're sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. communicating with they're each talking. other. Yeah. The raptors are talking. It does say that. Um, so they start spreading out and they triangulate all in this uh, this uh, mock-up house. They then suddenly charge the house, each jumping through a different window and door. Fake guns burst out firing at them. Uh, and then they start ripping all the dummies apart. Spartacus reaches down and grabs a small girl dummy dressed in Isabella's clothes and returns her to base. They're ready for the mission. So you know what I appreciate about this script more than Jurassic World? What's that, mate? Is in Jurassic World, Vincent D'Onofrio's character was wanting to train raptors for military use. Correct. And my whole thing was always like, what is he going to do with them? Yeah. This is so dumb. Yeah. But this script actually went out of its way to explain. Because this, I actually see more of the logic behind, okay, you can train them to protect one thing and kill all else. So extraction and stuff. That I understand. That but makes sense. I feel like Jurassic World did none of this. No, 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 not at all. None. It's at like all. People, the, the people that made Jurassic World figured that oh, well, everyone's read the other script. So they'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll get so it. Everyone knows what we're talking about. Here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're ready for the mission. You be careful tomorrow. I'm not the one they're going to be shooting at. It's not the kidnappers you have to worry about. When it goes down, Make sure you're somewhere safe. I've seen you walk right up to them. When I was in the ring with the big cats, I learned never to think they were my friends. You turn your back and, well, they can't help themselves. What if one went for you? Right for you when you were looking them straight in the eye? If you let them have the DNA, they'll probably let you go. No, they won't. I know what this girl's going through. I was held in the desert for 14 months. No war had been declared. So we would just... If we'd all disappeared, nobody would have made a fuss. She looks so scared. Good luck tomorrow. Oh, I tell you what, she loves her big cats, doesn't oh, she? Oh, <laughs> my God. In the circus, the English girl in the circus. But she never says lion. She never says big cat. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, big yeah. cats. Yeah, that's very true. So now the mission is set. Mm-hmm. They're ready for action. Yeah. So the truck arrives under darkness. The back opens up and the ramp lowers. Three raptors chosen out of the five to do this mission. Are, uh, they walk down the ramp. I like to think there was like a little rose ceremony. Oh, yeah. It's only the best of the best <laughs> get picked, mate. Um, they've all got on body armor and night vision cameras attached to them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Now, we cut back to the mobile command SUV filled with uh, monitors to see what the raptors see, yeah? So it's very similar to Jurassic World in that sense as well. The raptors run out, sort of one after another, sniffing. Um, Then one of them gets the scent and they head off into the jungle. They start approaching this warehouse, yeah? Percy stays at the front entrance. Hector moves around to the back, to the loading door. And then Spartacus is right there at the front. Then they... uh, they start to slowly creep closer and closer. <laughs> um, Spartacus, this is ridiculous, by the way. He then jumps up to like, 
what like a laddery sort of fire escape uh-huh. and it literally uses these words it says Spartacus painstakingly climbs the fire escape to the second floor <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a great piece can I of- this, this is what I'm scared of though about <laughs> these like? uh, I know they're not raptors but let's yeah, call them raptors yeah, yeah, yeah. what if the people guarding the girl know gymnastics well, this is their one weakness. We know from the, the lost, lost world, world, if one thing can defeat a raptor, it's a young girl. It's a sassy that knows girl. Gymnastics, <laughs> exactly. So let's just hope that none of these yeah. uh, these guys <laughs> they probably know just know normal fighting, yeah. like idiots. So a bunch of the kidnappers are playing cards under a dim light. Classic. Another is asleep. Isabel is in the middle of the room, tied to an easy chair. Nick gives the command to camouflage. All the raptors then go invisible, I guess. <laughs> like a predator. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, it's time to go in. They cut to a shot of the kidnappers. With One of them sort of walks past the window. And he, he's got his back to the window. And then suddenly a shimmering happens outside the glass. And then a raptor's head appears. <laughs> sort of bites through the glass, grabs him and drags him out for the window. Does this screenwriter know what a chameleon does? No. <laughs> <laughs> Chameleons, they're the ones that go invisible. And then someone's like, well, not technically. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. They're no, the they're, ones that go, go invisible. invisible. Correct, correct. Spartacus then grabs the kidnappers, pulls another one out. Then all hell breaks loose. All the raptors smash in through all the windows. And it's just blood and claws from every angle. We watch the monitor as the kidnappers are clawed, bitten, and thrown around like rag dolls. Claws dig into flesh. Blood flows everywhere. Kidnappers run out of the building and are chased down by more raptors. Uh, Nick runs from the SUV towards the warehouse. He enters to see Spartacus standing over a blanket. A blanket with Isabel inside, unharmed. Okay, Sherman, shut him down. The raptors begin to slump down. The mission is a success. Joyce runs in, pats Nick on the back. Great work, Nick. Great work. Now... Onto the real mission. Oh, Oh, there's another mission. I thought maybe they were the good guys secretly. No, no. Um, So everyone starts to recoup and we're here at the the little Mission Point HQ discussing the next mission. Pepe Aguilar controls a large percentage of the heroin and cocaine still moving out from Latin America. He has a private army, his own fleet of cargo planes, and here at Cuchibamba, a state-of-the-art processing plant. So just bomb it off the map. Aguilar also keeps several dozen prisoners in the compound, kidnapped members of prominent families, politicians from all the major and minor parties, and most importantly, the president's favorite niece. She's way back in the jungle here. To make a surprise attack with the number of ground troops you need... I guess it wouldn't be much of a surprise attack then, would it? It's the perfect scenario for our very unique services. Penetrate their defenses and eliminate Pepe Aguilar... Without hurting any of the hostages? This isn't a special ops mission. This is an invasion. I suspect we'll need the whole team this time. This? Wait, 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 wait. What do you think? This is just the A-team with raptors. (laughs) Bing, bing, bing. 
You've hit the nail on the head there, Cambo. I just imagine the little dun, dun. if you can find them, maybe you can hire the J team. Just says like Jurassic team. <laughs> See, if I, I like to think that each of the Raptors has their thing. Like, They've got their yeah, own yeah, slight personality. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Spartacus. He's the explosions guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Hector. The, uh, the he's the tech guy. Yeah. Then you've got Perseus. He's the helicopter pilot. <laughs> really great. So we're getting to know each Raptor yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. We're really getting on board. So now we understand. This is the second mission. So mm. they're after a drug mm. cartel now. So they started with something very noble that was saving a little girl. Yeah. But now they're taking down a drug cartel. And who, and who knows? That's does still he, pretty does noble. He, but does he want to read it or does he want to take over the operation? Well, this saying. is true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust you him. No scripts. <laughs> um, so then they unveil the two new additions to the team. A pair of Dilophosauruses, you might remember them. They're the spitters mm-hmm. from the first one. So frilly got, spitters, yeah. Yeah, yeah, frilly spitters. Yeah. So they've got them. Nick thinks the uh, Nick thinks that the big ones will just eat these little ones. But Sherman tells them that they put the spitters in the cage with the raptors when they were babies. Uh-huh. And they uh, got a face full of goop and they respect each other now. Yeah. Respect each other n- enough to work together. You know what You know what the script is full of? What? Um, it brings up its own plot holes and then explains them. Yeah, it goes, hey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, but what about but this? this ah, <laughs> but we've considered that. <laughs> no one was asking that question. <laughs> so what do they do when they've got a mission? They build a training facility. <laughs> so they've got a new training facility, right? Are we getting another montage? This is another montage because <laughs> it's a different mission. Different mission, different montage. Yeah, that's what they say. That's always always the same. Always the same. <laughs> that's that's number one rule in Hollywood. So so now- New, new mission, new montage, rule number one. Number two is uh, show, don't tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they've done a mock-up of the drug traffickers hideout. The dinosaurs are unloaded from another truck, all fitted with new body armor and cameras. The team is in the Command Humvee watching on monitors. But wait, wait, wait. this is in the Swiss Alps, right? Yeah, but they're just spending all their time in facilities. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, then why yeah. set it at the Swiss Alps? Set it literally anywhere. Because of the yodeling. Oh, there's probably some and you tax need, cut you need if, Baron- you, if you're filming. Oh, if you, that's actually true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually true. Um, well, Baron von Drax, they wanted him out there. Yeah, of course, yeah. And there's probably someone... There's, look, there's a lot of the Swedish actors not getting a lot of work these days, so <laughs> give them a break. Um, so Nick gives the command to move out. All seem to be going well with the dinos spreading out. Um, one of them senses a tripwire, hisses to the other ones to avoid it. Um, they get the scent and they form a flying V, much like the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, of course. Um, Coach Bombay then comes out. <laughs> Use the knuckle puck. Um, they make their way to this 10-foot high fence and all the, the raptors sort of coordinate and charge at it, smash through it. The spit is following, following them behind. Um, they make their way forward to a machine gun bunker and the spitters dive inside and tear apart the dummies inside. The unit starts to surround the compound. But suddenly, one of the Dionychuses, Dionychusi, Dionychuses. I I think, and I know nothing. Yeah, it's Dionychusi. Dionychusi. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. So this is uh, uh, Achilles. He moves off course and he starts to make his way back towards the command center Humvee. (gasps) Something's wrong. Shut him down! Shut him down! Achilles runs at the control Humvee and starts smashing into the side of it. He is shut down. He should be unconscious. Again and again, he smashes into the side of the Humvee, eventually getting his claws underneath and flipping it over. The driver is impaled on impact. (laughs) Just as he's about to rip off the doors and attack everyone inside, Achilles falls down sedated. Everyone gets out of the Humvee and looks down at Achilles. The response time for all of them is, is getting longer and longer. Nick shakes his head. Did he just go berserk or 
Or was there something else? He looks the raptor right in the eye and he thinks he knew exactly what he was doing. Okay, so this is incorporating the, the, the theme of the original Jurassic Park is that you can't really control, control nature. Human nature. Life yeah. um, uh, finds a way. Correct. Is, yeah, and um, but the rest of the films kind of drop that as an idea. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty it was quickly. Like, yeah, but dinosaurs are sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone loves dinosaurs. <laughs> that man. was like the theme the of the all the other ones. Everyone loves the T Rex. So I do kind of appreciate that they're they're kind of going back to that idea of like, yeah, you think you can control them, but nature will um ah uh, find a way. Yeah, but if you also add human DNA, they're gonna start getting smarter. Yeah, yeah. They've already in, we've already seen they've learned how to open doors yeah. in the first one and flying V. And now they know flying V. <laughs> so there's nothing stopping them. So now the command team. They've, they're a bit shaken, mm-hmm. but they've returned to base. Mm. Um, they discuss the incident. In I just four. want to say, that's when I would leave. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, not as smart oh, as some of these people can. That's a it's close call. I'm going to go home. Yeah, I don't want to be mauled to yeah. death by a raptor <laughs> in Switzerland. <laughs> that was a pretty controlled situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And boy, that was close. Well, you can see where this is heading. Yeah. Um, so I know scripts. <laughs> you know scripts. They discuss the incident. And of course, Maya... She wants to run more tests. They need to go back and figure out what went wrong, how how this is happening. Joyce, as a classic bad guy, mm. he refuses and he says, there's no time. The mission must keep going. Ah, Joyce. So now we cut to a courtyard in the evening with Baron von Drax. He's firing crossbows at, it says, it says priceless vases. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. But it's just that thing. It's like he's a villain, so make him do something a real prick would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick enters. Um, you wanted to see me, Drax? Drax asks again about his DNA and Nick then proceeds to make a deal that if he gives them the DNA, then Maya is allowed to leave and he'll stay here and work the program. No questions asked. Drax agrees. Mm, okay. Then Nick, he reconnects with Maya before the mission. He's telling them about the escape attempt. Like any other good prisoners. We used to use a tapping code. Do you think they planned that today? Yeah. Somebody had to test the envelope. See how far you can get. What Sherman did today would have killed this animal a month ago. The brains must be developing new pathways, rearranging circuitry, like people do after a stroke. Told them where the embryos were. Nick, no! Why would you? As soon as this demonstration's over, no matter how it goes, you're free to walk. And you trust them? No. But I'll work for them. How can you say that? Look, mercenaries have existed all throughout history, like weapons. The only question is who's using them and what for? Who do you think kidnapped that little girl in the first place? couldn't trust no so they kidnapped the girl in the first place to to practice yeah Yeah, see oh boy baddies (laughs) can't trust them can you and if you can't trust baddies who Who can can you you trust trust? (laughs) so we now cut back to the henchmen traveling to the diner from the start of the film to get the aerosol can Mm -hmm. yeah so they go back they open the fridge there's an old man there they give him the aerosol can um and they leave with their prize but then we look over and we see Captain Overton. No, Captain? Was it Captain? Captain Overton, yeah. Well, he was a Captain? 
Yeah, it's captain. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's captain. He's a captain. I didn't spend three years in captain school to be called <laughs> Mr. Overton. Um, he's in the corner watching them leave. Yeah, so okay. who knows what that yeah, means. Keeping tabs. Okay, so now we're back deep, deep, deep in the jungle. Okay. But now this is South America, right? This They're is going the mission. The, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the mission. They're in South America. Yeah. A-team. They've left the Swiss Alps. Yeah. They're now in the jungle. Nick and the team are in an ATV parked on a narrow road. Nick looks at his watch, then up at the sky, and we hear an airplane. Now, question for Cambo. What do you think is going to happen with this airplane? Uh, are they, okay. Um, this is what I would like to happen. Yep. I want them to drop extra dinosaurs <laughs> just to really up the ante. We're like, yeah, we got, what, five five not raptors and a couple of spitters. Yeah. He is a T-Rex. Well, that would have been way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> but still, at the end of the day, skydiving dinosaurs is still pretty cool. Yeah. So let's, let's see where this is heading. Now, as the plane flies over, we're back on the ground and a mobile command post has been set up with the, uh, the Grendel technicians and mercenaries all sort of putting monitors together. There's a number of uh, representatives in military uniforms from all over the world, Asia, Africa, Russia. They're all waiting around for the action to start. Von Drax and Joyce are talking to their guests and assuring them of the success that this mission will have and that they can then hire them out for other missions. Mm-hmm. Mayor and Sherman are monitoring vital signs on the computers. The plane flies high above and suddenly jumpers begin to emerge from it. But no ordinary skydivers. <laughs> the crowd begins to murmur as they realise what they're seeing. Dinosaurs paradropping into <laughs> battle. <laughs> So I mean I'm not I'm not far off. No, you're not far off at all. Fantastic. This is great. We cut to a spot. We cut to, we cut to Spartacus's POV uh, as he floats <laughs> through the canopy of trees. Uh, do they have like I, I mean I know they've got the chameleon in them so they yeah. can just go invisible. Correct. But I want them to have the little military paintings over their faces. <laughs> their you know? face. yes. Now, the, uh, he gets to the ground, mm-hmm. the buckles of the parachute then pop off, uh-huh. and we look up to see all the members of the squad uh-huh. making similar landings. Um, back at the HQ, the spectators are amazed at what they're watching. Nick looks at this group of mercenaries. Some he recognises, some he doesn't. He notices a half-dozen narco-looking characters watching the monitors. Who are they? He asks. Well, those guys are the guys that we're uh, working for. What? A rival gang. <laughs> so we're just working for drug runners now. Well, to the highest bidder goes the spoils, Jose replies. Yeah. Um, Cold so it. I knew you, this wasn't yeah. for humanitarian no, reasons. not at all. Now, Drax is also sitting down when uh, Zeus, one of the henchmen, approaches uh, that we met earlier. He's uh, He sort of whispers to Drax that they've got the DNA back to the lab, but it turns out it's toad DNA, not dinosaur <laughs> DNA at all. Uh, Nick I hope he delivers it. it just like that. <laughs> Sir, I've got something to tell you. What is it? It's toad, toad DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Drax tells him to stay close to Nick and Maya and if anything goes wrong, to kill them. Everyone, everyone, that hush sort of falls over everyone. Um, be quiet. They're approaching the outer perimeter, Maya yells out. The unit approaches the fence line. Spartacus leads. He sniffs the air and uh, Pollux, one of the spitters, they named them as well. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know their names. <laughs> um, one of the spitters pops his head up and uh, <laughs> this is great. He, he's, <laughs> this is really good. He starts spitting black mucus onto the lenses of the surveillance <laughs> camera. <laughs> 
you know what you know what I, you know what I thought was going to kind of happen. Like there'll be like a guard outside, and it comes up and like spits over his mouth to like, and then spits around his hands and like yeah, ties him up. But this is this is too good. This because, is good, yeah. Because then we cut to a. To to the inside of the narco compound. Uh, the camera's going black. The surveillance system and all the cameras uh, are getting knocked uh, out one at a time by mucus. And they're like, what's going on out there? And he goes, oh, I think there's a lizard. <laughs> so the, the perimeter guard, he starts, he's walking around in the jungle. He's sort of looking around. He goes to lean up against a tree and lights a cigarette. Suddenly, the other spitter, Casper, swoops down from the tree by his tail, sort of swoops down inches from his face and then snaps his jaw on the guy's face so he can't scream or anything like that. The guards, they know something's up, so they're on high alert. Two men sit in a machine gun bunker. Whoosh! Two of the spitters dive in from either <laughs> side and then it pans out to just see blood just <laughs> popping out of the, uh, the open hidden window. Oh, they do their uh, they do the, their the, um, frills, their frills as well. They're doing their frills. Remember the frills. Yeah. We're now at the main barracks compound, which inside is a lot like a they they describe it like this, not me, a jock dorm room with posters of babes on the wall, <laughs> <laughs> soldiers smoking, watching yeah. a big screen TV, yeah. smash. Bedlam erupts. Everyone just starts running everywhere. Raptors come through each window. There are spitters coming in from the ceiling. Um, Dianarchus is charging. Their claws ready. They start slashing and tearing everyone inside because there's no one that they really have to save this time. Yeah? They start chomping on people. Uh, screams fill the air. Gunfire ripples out across everywhere. Spartacus leaps into the air and takes out three men running away. And then Pepe Angular, he's the drug lord mm-hmm. he's sitting in his jacuzzi while all hell breaks <laughs> loose around him he's upstairs then he he gives us the immortal <laughs> this is a good line you're gonna really like this yeah, line yeah, yeah. um so he's sitting there one of his bodyguards runs into the room we're under attack by who Dinosaurs, <laughs> which I think I, is I can, I can, amazing. I can imagine like the the camera cutting to like a bird's eye view, and he looks up in the sky, shaking his fist. Dinosaurs, <laughs> is that is that meant to be like a cool line delivery? Is that their clever girl? I think so. It could almost be that. It could almost be right up there. Who we're under attack by? Who dinosaurs? Spartacus then slashes at the door of a small prison cell. And he steps inside to see a dozen of scared prisoners. He sniffs the air, roars, and then backs out of the room, leaving them to okay. escape. He's very conscious. Yeah, Spartacus, he's great. A few narcos jump into an armored SUV out the front of the compound, and they start making their way towards the exit gate. But just then. And Ankylosaurus steps in front of the exit gate because the Ankylosaurus, yeah, yeah, yeah. he parachuted in as well because they remember, they wanted the whole team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's blocking <laughs> the path. Now the uh, SUV screeches to a halt in front of it and instinctively the beast starts smacking the side of it with its tail until the SUV flips Flip. over. Yep, nice. yeah. big, big time flip, big time flip. <laughs> Cut back to Pepe back in his jacuzzi. He hears the guards dying outside around him. Smoke fills the room. Pepe yells, he picks up an Uzi. You want to come play? Come on! <laughs> then two spitters leap through the smoke, mantles puffed out, spitting black goo into his face yes. and diving onto him and falling into the jacuzzi where blood sprays uh, onto the fluffy white tails. It does seem like uh, the, the, the screenwriter just watched Scarface yep, there's, um, and was like, 
man, dinosaurs would really improve this. this thing. <laughs> it's very much say hello to my little friend. Yeah, isn't it? Massively, massively. Um, the squad all... So, quiet then hits the compound. The squad all present except the Ankylosaurus. They regroup in the courtyard. But then something interesting happens. Spartacus approaches his team and one by one with his long claw, he slashes off the shoulder-mounted cameras. Ooh. And then he grasps the control implant and rips it from each dinosaur's head. That is clever girl. Yeah, that is, that clever, is clever girl. girl. <laughs> the convoy of vehicles start making their way towards the front line of the battle. Suddenly they stop. Sherman yells out. He's looking at the monitors still. Hang on. All the monitors are turning off. They're all being slashed <laughs> off. Joyce yells out, deactivate them now. I want them all out of commission. It's too late. It's too late to stop them. The raptors with their cameras and implants all destroyed head out through the front gate towards the convoy. Tell me when they're heading. Tell me where they're heading. Sherman replies, towards us. <laughs> what are we waiting for? Yells Drax. We whip pan to see the squad of raptors tearing down the road towards the convoy. Everyone starts panicking. The trucks and cars start scrambling around, smashing into each other. It's like a destruction derby. Then we hear a roar. Spartacus hits the convoy like a tidal wave. One mercenary is plucked clean off his motorcycle. Nick and Maya's car is smashed with a Dionysus foot bursting through the window. Nick and Maya burst from the side door. They run. A half-eaten mercenary falls from a tree above them. Drax's car manages to break out of the chaos and starts down the road. Spartacus makes chase. The Baron is asking them to, to get to the helicopter, but then bang, something lands on the roof. Claws punch through the roof, rips the driver right out of the car seat. The car loses control and crashes into a tree. Spartacus towers over Drax. Nine, nine, we are the same kind. <laughs> Appealing to the human inside him, yeah, very good. Well, literally the DNA yeah, inside yeah, yeah. him, yeah. Spartacus then impales him with good. his giant claw. All the raptors jump on Drax and begin to eat him, fitting in to a baddie. Sherman dives from his car and he scrambles up the nearest tree. Back at the rest of the convoy, Joyce, Maya and Nick survey the damage. How did they not stop? How, how did they not get deactivated? May responds with willpower. They had the willpower to survive. Joyce points a gun at Maya. This is your fault. You did this. Nick then flies into frame, tackling Joyce to the ground. They roll around, trading punches. They both stand up, and Joyce has somehow grabbed the halberd off the ground that he was talking about <laughs> from the Swiss capital that they brought with them for some reason. Um, is in one of the trucks. He swings the halberd at Nick, cutting his chest. How did you destroy all this, Nick? How did, how did you do this? How did you wreck everything around us? Nick replies, they did it themselves. No! They're just animals, Nick. You just throw them a bone and they do what you want them to do. They're dumb animals. What do you think happens when you say that? I mean, you get eaten by Big a time. raptor. <laughs> <laughs> and then Achilles jumps out and bites Joyce, roars as he squashes him to the ground. The rest of the squad appear. They surround Nick and Maya. They sniff Maya. She holds their gaze. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Spartacus then comes out, looks both of them up and down, roars right in Nick's face as he just keeps staring you straight get, yeah, at him. Yeah. yeah. Then he sniffs them one more time and turns around and they disappear into the jungle with the rest of the squad following <laughs> him. Nick and Maya start to walk off together, arm in arm. So where are the real embryos? 
Nick responds, my deal is with Hammond and I keep my promises. Let's just hope it turns out better next time. We zoom out. The two walk off down the road. Yeah, yeah. Away from the like massive amounts of dead bodies and yeah. trucks on fire. And then we pan up into the tree where we see Sherman sitting up there. Hello? Anyone there? Then suddenly a huge pterodactyl lands in the tree next to him. <laughs> and then another flies down. And then another and another. Nice birdie. We pan out. The jungle canopy shakes. Screams rain out. Credits roll. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, a, what like a, a morbid ending. Yeah, yeah, It's quite yeah. crazy. It's quite crazy. Because, like, you, you can picture the, the music swelling as they're walking down the road. The big crane shot lifting Coming up. Coming out, yeah. And then being like, <clears throat> anyway. And then what about this, this guy? fucked. <laughs> so, a few things. Mm-hmm. A few things to take from this. So, yeah. one, obviously, a lot of things you can sort of read into the Jurassic World that yeah. came around. Like yeah, yeah. A, a surprising amount of it bled into Jurassic World. All the military raptor yeah, stuff. Yeah, Even yeah. The, the castle on the hill is like mm-hmm. the second one. Yeah. Um, the baddie sort of auction guy that you think is good at the start, but he's not. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that going on. The the human dino crossbreeding. And I think that was that's an interesting one, right? Yeah, and, and I know... The Jurassic Park 4 was in development for like a long time with a couple of different versions. And yeah. am I mistaken, but there's a version that is very heavily human dino Well, I'm glad hybrid. you brought that up because there there was a couple more versions yeah. that they went heavy on the human dinosaur <laughs> hybrids, right? So they called them, um, what did they call them? The human dino crossbreeds, yeah? So... These are some images of some of the more humanoid ones that, um, uh, that, that people have sort of put together. Um, I, this is very oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. There's some great ones. You can check these I out. Just, on this is probably one of the, uh, it, it the most ju- accurate ones. Oh, yeah. yeah I can see that. Uh, it just uh, it doesn't feel like Jurassic Park, does it? No. It feels like species or something like that, right? Like it's like a body horror yeah. kind of a... Almost Cronenberg-esque in a way. It's, yeah, it does feel a little bit like that. But doesn't it doesn't it? feel like Jurassic Park was kind of like it had thrills and whimsy and and what. It just seems like I'm glad that they didn't do that. And the, and to this credit, this script is very it's, minimal on it. Yeah, There's it's a very minimal. Fleeting yes. mention of oh yeah, we chucked a bit of human in there. Then Hans tries to you know yeah. I oh, saw Drax. Drax tries well, to reason with it at the end. I think one of the things that maybe um, hurt it from being made in the first place was because this actually this draft actually got leaked. Yeah, like when it was still sort of being That's how we got a hold oh, of yeah, it. Yeah, damn right. Um, but I think with reading it and reading the tagline and this idea of the human dino crossbreeding, I think a lot of people sort of read that. And really lost their minds. Yeah. And was like, what the hell is this? This is ridiculous. This is stupid. And it does sound silly. And it does sound silly. But you can structure in a way that is more grounded. Uh-huh. This started to go into that weird area a yeah. little bit. But you can see what they did in Jurassic World. They kept it pretty naturalistic. Yeah. In terms well, of how it's they funny did because raptors. I had heard about this human dinosaur crossbreed concept before I saw Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. And there's a scene in Jurassic World. In which uh, someone says, he, uh, Owen says, What the hell did you put in this thing? And my mind was like, Oh no, 
are they going to do it? Are they, they going to do, do it? Yeah, they're going to do, do human it? And they yeah. do when they don't. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, they say they've got human DNA, but they're not. Yeah, it just yeah, yeah. makes them smart. But there was a, a brief moment of Were me like, being oh like, God. knowing, and especially from doing this show, how much things do linger from old scripts. Oh, it's amazing how much my, we my read into this. My first thought yeah. was, oh, no, are they going to... This is the thing everyone was annoyed about. Like, everyone was outraged about. Are they going to do it anyway? Well, even even the um, at the start of Fallen Kingdom with the uh, the Mosasaurus going up and biting, yeah. that's straight out of this. Straight that's out of this. straight out of yeah. the rescue attempt in yeah. this. So, there is a lot of sort of things there. Yeah, it's a helicopter, right? Yeah, it's a helicopter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Um, the other things that... Um, were interesting is obviously Owen Grady is like a mix between sort of Nick and Mayo. Yeah. Like she's he's the animal yeah, he trainer, is, isn't he? but he's also the mercenary. Yeah, so I think that's <laughs> and I think that's almost why he's too good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a Mary Sue. Yeah, like yeah. what is one factor about Owen that is bad? Well, yeah, nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was a bad date. Yeah, 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 exactly. But but, he, but but like, but also he isn't because he's incredible in every yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And exactly. it was her fault. <laughs> but like, like you look at uh, you look at um, uh, Alan Grant, and like he's bad with kids. He's and he's, technology. He's bad with technology. He's a bit of a grump. Yeah. And like, uh, and, and and that changes over the film. But he is like far from a perfect human being when you meet him. Oh, massively. And it makes it so much more interesting. Yeah. And I, I do feel like these last handful of movies feel like, and this is just big grandiose terms about people that are way smarter than us about <laughs> filmmaking, but it's like they d- don't realize what made Jurassic Park so good. Yes. Uh, and, and like, yeah, the dinosaurs are great, but that isn't what make you can put dinosaurs in a movie that is bad. It's it's everything about it. it's this it's this weird kind of morality tale. It's it's full of like imagination. It's full of wonder. It's full of horror. It's full of kind of a bit of everything. It's, yeah, it's really the ultimate film. Yeah, but like the 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 dinosaurs aren't what make it cool. It's the characters. It's the themes. It's uh, like we, we mentioned the conversation around the dinner table early in the first film where they debate yeah. the morality of what John Hammond is doing at the park. You'd never see that in a Jurassic Park movie in a million years now. No, because it's just everyone be all like action boring. Yeah, just exactly. talking. Boo! Yeah. Killed more lawyers. <laughs> yeah. So here's a point that I noticed about this movie: no T Rex. Big time. Which is, I feel like, a staple of a Jurassic Park movie. I mean, you it's, it's the icon on the poster. They have a T-Rex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they need a T-Rex. Uh, they need which a T-Rex. is like, uh, I mean, even even Gladiator 2 gave us a Colosseum scene. This is true. Even yeah. though it wasn't that they know it's like, you're going to see a Gladiator movie, you're, you're going to get a Colosseum scene. And I feel like the T-Rex, I was half expecting it to kind of be the surprise. Airdrop. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have oh, been, cool. been actually really cool. <laughs> and maybe the T-Rex is the one that goes, yeah, yeah. that's taking it to the next level. Um, well, if it ever gets made, that's good notes, Cameron. Great <laughs> notes. But it brings us to the point now we need to make the decision. Would you want to see this film get made? Yeah. That, that is the question that we, we, we want to answer about every one of these films. This film is dumb as shit. <laughs> Um, so I, I think, I mean, I think the Jurassic Park franchise generally is kind of tarnished anyway, right? Yep. And it's, it's a far cry from where it, where it once was. I don't, I really didn't like the second Jurassic World and I don't think this is any necessarily any worse than it. I think it does no. something a lot better. I think that it really justifies why people want to like militarize these raptors and what the benefit of that actually would be far better than Jurassic World ever did. 
but I don't think I want to see it. No, and, and, it, it, I'm, and like, I'm a big it, fan of Jurassic Park. Yeah. And so, like, researching this and doing this, I was really excited. But then the more that I got into it, I'm like, ah, it's, it's really not that amazing. And, but it never, apart from, I will say this, the opening, like, the 20 minutes where he goes to the original. Film, I really liked that. And that felt a bit like Jurassic Park. It's like survival horror almost. Yeah. Like, he's just getting out of everything. He's just scraping through. But then it just, it, like, I feel like there was no like great structure to it either. It just kind of changed from one thing. Then it went to another. Yeah. Because I do feel that like maybe if the film, if you just padded out the film and you just had him getting the Barbasol can yeah. and these other things happen to him on the Island and that's the mission. Yeah. And he's doing it for John Hammond and you pad it out, you add some more things and you could do, and the T-Rex could be there and all this sort of stuff that is pretty interesting. And linking it back with the original park, which is one of the coolest things in Jurassic world when mm. they go part to the old bit of the yeah. park and there's all that stuff there. But then to then take that left turn to basically go to the Swiss Alps military base yeah. training montages and stuff <laughs> like that, you can see why Stephen, Mr. Spielberg, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of like went, ah, I think this is straying too far. Because <laughs> at the same time, you do want to try new things. Yeah. But- well, th- this, is, this is the thing, right? It's like you need to evolve a franchise and I understand that. And like you need to try new things and, and, and a sequel doesn't have to necessarily be the same as the first. And you don't want to just have nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. sake. Yep. But I think you do need to have the DNA of the original film. And I think like the themes uh, that it tackles and the kind of um, the, the, the general uh, tone of the movie should be the same. Yep. It doesn't have to be the same setting, doesn't even have to be the same characters, but the tones and the themes and stuff should be the same. And I feel like this movie doesn't have any of the tones or the themes of the original, <laughs> ap- original, apart from the vague theme of nature will be nature and dinosaurs will be dinosaurs. We'll, they'll attack everyone. Well, there you have it. There is the final part of the cancelled movie report for Jurassic Park 4. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we would love it if you could subscribe, be it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. It really, really does help us get discovered in the charts. It would also be terrific if you could leave us a five-star rating or most importantly of all, Tell a friend. We are completely independent here at Cancelled Movie Report, so your support means the world to us. And hey, what did you think of the movie? Did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you. You can always get in touch with us via cancelledmovies at gmail.com or at cancelledmovies on all of the socials. And hey, maybe there's a cancelled movie project you've always wanted to hear about. Why not let us know? You can fill out the form in the episode description alerting us to a project and we may just give it the Cancelled Movie Report treatment. I am Michael Campbell. I have hosted and edited this season of Cancelled Movie Report. Eden Porter was my co-host too, and we both produced the show. Sam DiLorenzo has been our sound engineer. We would also like to thank our amazing voice cast, all of which are listed in the episode notes. Now, this was the final part of our first season. However, we will return for maybe like a Q&A session. So if you have any questions about the movies, about how we made anything, anything like that, send it to cancelledmove at gmail.com or hit us up on any of the socials and we'll be back shortly to answer all of that for you. But until then, take care.